The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Boy, oh boy, have we got a treat for you. Jessica and Cash have so kindly offered All Skinny Confidential, him and her listeners, 20% off all the Honest Company and Honest Beauty products. Simply visit honest.com slash confidential. That's honest.com slash confidential and use promo code confidential20 at checkout. I personally recommend starting with my favorites, the Organic Beauty Oil and the Insane Hydrating Mist. Stock their site for details. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. What gets you energized? Like, what can you think of that you can do when you wake up every day and you're like, I'm pumped for today? And so, however, whatever business or idea or how someone wants to reinvent themselves, they gotta be pumped about what they're doing every day, or else it's just like, it's repetitive. And also, like, a lot of people get envious of other people's reality. And that's also not a great approach to how you should think of building your brand. What's up, guys? Happy Tuesday. That clip was from our guests of the show today, Jessica Alba and Cash Warren. They are on the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast to talk family, their careers, and building a life together. We very much get into it. And Michael, it is a happy, happy, happy Tuesday. It is a happy, happy Tuesday, Lauren. Happy birthday. A young 19 years old, right? Is that, yeah. what, is that what you are? I brought in a very special person to sing you your first happy birthday song of the day. Taylor, take it away. But it's not even on. Of course, your mic's off. There we go. How fitting. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lauren. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful. Round of applause, round of applause. Is that what you, is that everything you'd imagine and more for your 19th birthday, Lauren? And my boobs are 19, Michael. No, no, you just got them redone. They're pretty young. Yeah, they're young. really young. Guys, we have an exciting show today, long awaited. Jessica Alba and Cash Warren on the mics in the studio on the show with Lauren and I. Little him and her aspect to the show. Very fun to do a him and her aspect. I have so much respect for both of the brands they built, The Honest Company and Pair of Thieves. Both their brands are crushing it. And to see such an entrepreneurial couple with three kids is inspiring. And let me tell you something. I've got to spend a little bit of individual time with both of them now, both at Honest and at Pair of Thieves. And amazing people. Very, very nice, humble, down to earth. Cash Warren hooked me up with so much, what do you say, underwear. But underwear boxers. I've never an, um, another man has never gifted me so much underwear in my life, and I love this stuff, um, guys. I'm telling you, if you're a man or a woman and you want to feel breezy down in your undercarriage, this is this is this is the brand that you go. Pair of thieves, Cash. I am stocked for life. You know what, too, Cash. If you're listening, I got to tell you this. You have had the same boxers since I've known you when you were 12, and I have to fold your underwear because I have an OCD tick about folding your underwear, so it's so nice to get rid of all those rat-ass boxers and get some nice, Wait, hold on, hold beautiful on. pair of Let's thieves. clarify a little bit. I, they've been the same brand, not the same. Babe, they're looking bleak. Michael, the reason you have so many pair of thieves is because when Cash was leaving, he actually said, what size are you? I'll send you some. So I think what happened is you accidentally took 
mine and yours and that's why you have so much wrong again taylor i actually was at the pair of thieves headquarters and we spent some time together and during that time (laughs) he told me i had a very soothing radio voice which a lot of people are starting to say lauren no one has said that literally not one person has said that anyway i have never met such a humble down-to-earth celebrity couple it was very refreshing and uh you guys know if you follow my instagram stories i am about that honest beauty mist i've been misting every single morning if you haven't tried a mist i would recommend starting with honest beauty because you know the ingredients are going to be legit I like the white bottle that's matte with like the pops of coral because it really fits my Instagram feed too. So guys, we don't want to keep this one. We don't want to keep this intro too long. We want to get right into it. With that, Jessica Alba and Cash Warren need no introduction. Guys, welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. Before we dive into that, I'm going to tell you about Thrive Market. Thrive is my fave. You know what else is my fave is saving time. You guys know I spend my money on my time. That's where my energy goes. I think it's so important to be strategic about that. So groceries delivered straight to your door. Thrive's like a middleman. They do all the hard work for you. So you don't need to go to the grocery store, park, walk in, look at all the labels, put it in the grocery cart, check out. It's like a whole thing. You know what I mean? With Thrive, everything you want is just straight at your doorstep. You open the door, you grab it, you eat it. And they've done everything to source by even diet. So if you're vegan, paleo, gluten-free, vegetarian, they have sections where you can just shop just in those departments. It makes it really easy if you have dietary restrictions. Some TSC favorites that I've blogged about is organic pumpkin. I give this to my dogs just a scoop in their kibble. It's so good. Then I do natural calm. It's seriously like Xanax at night, but without the Xanax, you put a scoop in your water and you're out like a light. And then I also have apple cider vinegar on there. My favorite raw almond butter, which is very specific. And then have you guys tried smart sweets? I mean, they're filled with fiber. They're these gummies. You got to check them out. Guys, We have some sponsors on this show, but Thrive is a partner. They have been a long-term partner for a very long time, and we wouldn't have had a partnership with them last this long if we didn't really believe and love their products so much. They do everything to make online grocery shopping easy. They have the best prices with 25 to 50% below retail on everything, the best ingredients, the best items, and the best part, it is all delivered straight to your door so you don't have to waste time in those dirty, grimy grocery stores. And we have a special page. If you go to thrivemarket.com slash skinny, Lauren has sourced all the products that we love, all of the things that she loves, that I love, and they're all there in one easy place. So go to thrivemarket.com slash skinny for 25% off your first order plus free shipping. Again, that's thrivemarket.com slash skinny for 25% off your first order and free shipping. I'm telling you guys, if you're not on board yet, it's time to get on board. Thrivemarket.com slash skinny. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Jessica Alba, Cash Warren, welcome to the show. This is exciting. This is exciting to have a him and her aspect. You're saying you've never done this before. <laughs> no, we no, haven't. No, we haven't. Him and her aspect. Thanks virgins. for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yes. And I got to start by saying thank you for the underpants. You know, I'm floating on air over here. I love that. That's the lead in. Yes, it is comfortable underwear. They're holding feet. everything up. Thank God. <laughs> we don't want things drooping. Gravity. No. Yeah, exactly. Fight against that. And, 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 it, and they wick, wick moisture. Is moisture that, wicking. Exactly. I don't. I hate that word moisture. What is moisture wicking? 
It, you know, to remove moisture from the nether regions, I think that that's important to make Ooh. sure that guys, we're, we're on a, a, a mission to combat swass, and so we don't want any guys out there with swamp ass, and so moisture wicking I do not important. want you to have swamp ass. I'm, I'm sure the ladies out there would, would thank you for that. <laughs> well, thank God you don't have swamp ass anymore. <laughs> Jessica, you know what I um, I noticed? Because we, we have uh, we have something in common. Uh, we have the same tattoo artist, Woo. You, oh, yeah. I just saw it because I saw you posted, and then I saw you posted. That's that's who does all my all my stuff. Yeah, he's, he's, the he's best. super talented. Yeah, he's he quite, is talented. quite the artist. Yeah. He has a the, really nice touch. Did you go to the new um, the hideaway? Did you go to the secret yeah, place? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a cool little vibe there. Where so, is that? It's it's at um. We're probably gonna get all mad if I if I put a blast. Oh, it's fine. I'll, I'll blast. The Roosevelt, right? It's the Roosevelt. Yeah, it's hidden away. It's very mm-hmm. cute. Remember, remember when we used to go to the club at yes. the Roosevelt, yes. at, and by the pool they used to have like that thing. So it's yes. literally like a cabana, like right there. And well, turn- this is a perfect lead-in for my first question. I want to know how you guys met. Specific. Definitely not at the club. Not at the club. Not at the club. <laughs> at work. A long time ago, fifteen years ago. In Vancouver, Connecticut, in Vancouver, Canada, she was doing a movie, Fantastic Four. I was working with the director, uh, Tim Story, and she was the one of the lead actresses. And so, I was asked to take photos of her to test the, her contact lenses, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Fell in love with her. Oh, gross. I yeah. You I took mean, a minute. Was the feeling mutual right away? <laughs> Well, he was seeing somebody else, and so was I at the time. I don't know. I've always kind of been... My mom is a put-your-face-on-before-you-leave-the-house person, and so I didn't have any makeup on, and I normally would, like, be really self-conscious. I remember feeling totally comfortable that he was just, like, taking my picture, and I had no makeup on at all, and uh, and, and I just was never that person. And I was like, oh, this feels like really comfortable. That's cool. And then and then he just like instantly felt like family. Like we did uh, group dinners with everyone who was an expat, you know, shooting in Vancouver. And uh, I did a TV show up there called Dark Angel. So I knew the city. So I was like happy to like tell people about all the things that, you know, are fun to do. And then one day, like it was like, what, like a week like a and month, a half? Yeah, or a couple or... weeks in, I then went up to her and I was like, hey, let's grab dinner tomorrow night. No, Pretending but... Pretending it, it was a group it was thing. A, it I was, was like, supposed we're to all be a group going thing. out to dinner. Nice. And nobody else showed up. And so it was just the And then I had like a little spidey sense, like, wait a minute, is this creepy? Like, should I be worried? <laughs> like, why did... Where is everybody else? And then... And then it was fine. And then, and then we walked to Tojo's. We did. Yeah. There's a great sushi spot in Vancouver called Tojo's. And so we went out to dinner there and then we walked home. We had like a five hour dinner. It was amazing. Yeah. I was and then and then it was it. And then that was and it. That was it. Boom. Three Boom. kids later. Three. Three. Three kids. Oh. And a lot of poo. And a so lot much of poo. poo. Can you tell the audience about the poo story, the recent one oh, that just happened? The latest, yeah, the latest. The delegation of the poo. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to figure out what we're, we're we just started talking about kids. We're trying to figure out what we're what we're in for here, what we're getting into. Well, Michael just started talking about kids with himself, but Cash, <laughs> Cash, Cash what's going to happen? What's going to happen to me? Your life ends. Okay. Fair perfect. Enough. Great. No, your life no, ends your life as you know on it. A new meaning. And it turns into another life. It does. It's great. It's of great. poo. It, there's lots of poo and vomit and yeah, pee changing and changing diapers. The best advice that dad ever gave me when we were having our first child was change every diaper. It's actually like something that a lot of 
dads for some reason don't do. But he was like, it's the easiest thing. People don't realize it's the quickest thing and you get the most credit for it. And so I took that on. Smart dad. It was true. Yeah, it was So great. smart. Was I always awesome. found that strange. I mean, listen, I've never been a dad, but dads that don't want to change diapers, it feels a little odd to me. Like, why would you not want to help your I know. kid? It's strange. But yeah, it's It's old, a different old. generation. It is. Yeah. But the millennials and on, they are much more, you know, part of the day-to-day domestic household stuff. And that just wasn't the case. I'm definitely not a millennial. No, but, you know, I'm just saying. Maybe this, I am. What is it? How old? I think 38, 37 I, is no, the I'm, cutoff. Yeah, no, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, but you're on the cusp. Maybe You're millennial-ish. Okay, there yeah. it is. Ish. I like it. You're, yeah. you, but I feel like you also have a more modern, progressive yes. mindset. I had a very involved dad. He was like my mom and my dad growing up, and um, he taught me a lot. And so, you know, we share responsibilities and also, you know, and yeah. everything at the house. Yeah. How did you guys both grow up? Was it similar? No. No. He grew up real fancy, and I didn't. (laughs) Oh, that sounds like us. (laughs) Yeah, similar. I wouldn't call it really fancy, but my... Yeah, I guess fancy. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was fancy. I grew up in L.A. I went to a school, Crossroads in Santa Monica. It's a small private school. Um, and I had a really engaged father. And he was, you know. Who was in entertainment and successful. Was. And you grew up also like a UCLA alum and like John he Wooden. Went to UCLA. Yeah, but like Wooden was like in your life and in your household. And then you went to Yale and it was like paid for by your dad. You know, <laughs> you know, though, there's like and you spent some time with Gary, nice. who, we, who we've um, who we who we all know. And it's inter- there's a lot of people that have those opportunities and they fuck them up. So it's it's interesting to see, you know, when you see someone that has those opportunities and they continue to push and continue they're starting businesses, do, you've done a lot with your career. And so the other side of that is even when you when you grow up privileged, it's not always a formula for success. A lot of times, like I've seen oh, it yeah. go the other way so many times. Absolutely. I think that, you know, it's the drive. To, to, to want to do better and to live up to expectations or the drive to just want to, you know, pay your parents back by making them proud of you. And so that's kind of what's kept me motivated along the way. So you, your parents, tell me if I have this wrong. Your parents were in the military or one of them was? My dad, yeah, my mom's family was actually in the Navy. Okay. Um, her, her mom and her grandmother and aunt, and then they worked um, in the Pentagon and like they, she has a, like a deep, kind of a military background. Her dad was in the Marines. He was head of the Marine Orchestra. Like, So that's like my mom's side. But then when my mom got with my dad, her extended family was racist and they pretty much like cut my mom off. And then her mom who raised her and all of them, they all passed away by the time I was three. So my mom's only family became my dad's family, which they're all Mexican. Mm -hmm. And my dad's family, they weren't a military background, but then my dad was pregnant. You know, he got his girlfriend pregnant who became his wife quickly with me. And uh, he was like, how can I like go to school and get paid to go to school? And the best opportunity for him at that time was to go into the Air Force. And so he got to get his business degree and then he was in the Air Force and he got, you know, what, what, what is nice is when you are in the military and you are going for that, that higher education, those opportunities are there. And then I had a lot of medical problems and health issue or health issues when I was a kid and they paid for all my medical stuff. And that's like so nice that my parents got to have that. And they were 17, 18 years old and they 
when they got together, 18. What was that like having medical issues when you were so young? You know, I think I, I didn't know anything else. And so I spent a lot of time in hospital rooms just fantasizing about being somebody else and wanting another life and wanting to be a superhero. And I think that's where I think my my drive to be a storyteller and to um, and to dream and to try and manifest those dreams. Um, what would it actually take? I, I think that's where it all kind of started, um, spending so many kind of lonely days and nights in hospital rooms. I mean, at this point, you've done, and we're going to get into it, you've done so much with your career. A lot of our audience knows you from when you were acting. A lot of them knows you from Honest. When you describe yourself today, when you describe what you what you do, what, what your profession is, how do you describe yourself now with, it, with everything else that's been accomplished? Um, well. Fully loaded question. <laughs> Uh, I play uh, a mom. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's lots of. I, I think I'm a multi hyphenate, right? I started my life early on in a career in entertainment, and I was fortunate enough that um, I was able to be successful. And then um, I, I became a mother, and my perspective and 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 things uh, changed, and and uh, and my and my values and what mattered changed, and. I then was really driven to create a, a, a brand around the uh, ethos of a healthy and happy life because I grew up without the Access. luxury of having my health. And I wanted to make sure that my little one wasn't going to be sick. And I couldn't ensure that because there were so many things sort of fighting against us. And I didn't trust what was out there in the marketplace, so I created it. And uh, and that drive is where I am today. And I, I my love always in, in my heart is is uh, being able to tell stories um, for sure. Like I can't I can't shake that. But my focus for the last ten years has been on on building the business. And and I founded it seven years ago. And it's always changing and evolving so there's that but my my number one is like i really value the person that i've become in learning uh, how to navigate the world with a partner with cash and then also uh being a mom to my little people who have taught me you know leaps and bounds how to just evolve and and try to be a more thoughtful active um conscious person how do you guys balance your relationship with all that you have going on with three kids and two businesses? I mean, it's a lot. How do you guys make time for each other? Me and Michael sometimes have problems with that when it's you're hard. working together. I think that you f you find the time. And I think that as long as one of the things that we talk about a lot is just is not being stagnant, is always trying to push each other and help each other grow and trying to you know learn new things and pushing each other you know, beyond our comfort zone. And I think because we also have that dynamic, it allows us to find the time. I don't know. We just, we, you, you figure it out. and You, you figure know, it out. I love that. You figure it out. Okay. And, and I think what works today isn't going to work tomorrow. And allowing each other to evolve and change and not expect either one of us to kind of be stuck in the person that we met. Because we're both so different, right? Circumstances have changed so much. And uh, he has a lot of pressure and, you know, he's building a company and he has, you know, people that, that rely on him every day. And so do I. And, and, 
and there's no, you know, it's just that's, that's a different extra pressure on top of we need to be good parents. We need to be good partners with each other. We need to be thoughtful with our, with our own parents and siblings. And, you know, there's just a lot more to it than we were when we were 23 and 25. And oh, Michael uh, and I <laughs> totally get that. We met when we were 12 and we used to make out behind the tennis court. We haven't been together the whole time, but uh, 12, 12, 12, long yeah. time. It's really sweet. Long time. She's been chasing me for a really long time. I said, fine, I'll, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I feel like I'm you so say persistent. this on every single podcast, yeah, but that's not true. Speaking of 23, 25 year olds, <laughs> you've obviously been in the, the public eye, both of you, for a long time. There's a lot of listeners, influencers, creators that listen to this show that are starting to think about how to transition in their careers. Maybe they've had a platform with a lot of attention for a long time, and they're trying to figure out longevity. I was listening to an interview that you did, and uh, Jessica, and you were telling, you were saying in the interview that you always thought of yourself as a, as a brand, as a personal brand. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, you were able to transition and create a lot of longevity, obviously, with all the stuff that you built. What advice would you both have to young creators that have platform now that are trying to stretch that into the future? Do you want to go first? Because you've actually advised a lot of the early YouTube influencers along the yeah, way. Give yeah. us all the tests that you have. I don't have many. But I, I will say with Jessica specifically, you know, when when she was pregnant with Honor um, and she was becoming a young mom, one of the things that she wanted to do was reach out and speak to other moms. It was early in social media. And, was, you know, I think Twitter and Facebook had only been around for about a year or so. And so I said, you know, your 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 publicist. And, you know, your team isn't going to reinvent you. They're not going to turn you from this Maxim, you know, hot, like, you know, sex symbol, GQ cover girl into a a mom. And they're not going to help rebrand you. And so you need to do that yourself. And so social really was the platform that she was able to utilize in order to engage with other moms out there and to speak to to folks and to, to learn and to get advice and input about what it was like being a, a new mom. And so I think in general, you can reinvent yourself as influencers. I think that, you you know, don't get pigeonholed and don't get stuck. People won't do the work for you. And, it you know, you're going to have to really make sure it's core to who you are. But use social and use the platforms out there to engage with your audience and find things that excite you that they also respond to. Yeah. And it was scary at first because I was living in... At the time, the paparazzi and all of that, like we felt hounded every day. We couldn't leave the house. We couldn't go to the groceries. Like literally we could do nothing without many people violently trying to get up in our business. I loved and, it. I used to steal their car keys. So when they we, they would follow uh, Jessica. How did you do that? Because they would like just follow her everywhere, everywhere. she went. It was and, terrible. And, um, and so anywhere you went, like if it was to the go get coffee, as you're driving, you like park on the side. They all leave their cars in the middle of the road at the time and just hop out to go get that one photo. What do you and do so, if you want to look homeless? And so I would jump out of the out of the driver's seat, run to their cars, take their car keys out. That's and, amazing. Like, in the, gutter. in the gutters <laughs> and so their cars were just stuck in the middle of the street i did that until one guy threatened to kill me and then i decided you know this probably isn't a good idea anymore so if, if you, he was like an mma fighter are you too. worried every single time you leave the house about what you look like or did you just start to not care i think you know again i grew up with a mom who literally wouldn't drop me off at school until she had her face on and so, like, she could be in sweats or whatever, but as long as her face was together and her hair was, like, somewhat assembled, she would at least blow dry her bangs down. And so I always, like, I feel like I'm always a little presentable. But, yeah, I mean, 
it you just have to not care because if you care too much then you're going to be a weirdo and so we got to a point where I was just kind of like numb about it. But the privacy thing and being on social media, it felt like the antithesis of of it was like everybody's so inv- it felt like my whole world was living in a fishbowl and, and they were invading my privacy. And it's like the only thing that I that I had was like my alone time or my private time. But then what Cash was saying is then you're putting it your persona in media companies hands essentially and whatever article they want to write and how they want to skew you is how the public will think of you and he was like so in order for you to get your true authentic self out there and tell your truth isn't to fight against said media company that misquoted you in an article but just be real and and just start slow and and start communicating in the stuff that feels right. And so I did it in a, a slow way and You felt like you can control the narrative a little bit more. A hundred percent. Because no one no one, you know, monitors or, or no one was doing that. And then when I started honest, I was actively, you know, doing the social media for honest as well. Um, and so I was managing both accounts and that got a little bit overwhelming <laughs> um, to say it was a lot. I, I think you, you have room. I think it's also like what gets you energized? Like what can you think of that you can do when you wake up every day and you're like, I'm pumped for today. And so however, whatever business or idea or how someone wants to reinvent themselves, they got to be pumped about what they're doing every day or else it's just like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. It's repetitive. And also like a lot of people get envious of other people's reality. And that's also not a great approach to how you should think of building your brand or or anything and and that's we've experienced a lot of that as well look how hot you guys are in that photo no well there's a little face no hold on lauren fucked that picture up because i she found a picture that she liked of herself and i think that was photoshop i think i photoshopped in and then i think i have a lazy eye there i don't care it was the best of me gosh you could probably relate to this i am constantly used as a prop i have no say in any of the imagery the show is bright pink it's called the Skinny Confidential. People are like, what are you doing? That's you know? so funny. I was thinking that, I too. It. I have zero. Listen, I have to pick and choose my battles. Yes, you have totally. to pick and choose your battles, and that's not one of them. It's the, so the joke funny. that when people are like, Look, can I get a photo of the two of you? And then they're like, all right, Cash, a little to the left, a little <laughs> more to the left, a little more to the left. All right, Jessica alone. Yeah. Do you prefer to be more behind the scenes, or do you like to be in front of the camera more? No, I prefer to be behind the scenes. How did yes. you decide to start your business? What's the story there? My business. Um, so prior to that, I've, I've started my own company at 24 and I used to do uh, produce documentaries and we did film financing and, and I had my first tech startup. And so I've always been somewhat of an entrepreneur. I think one of the most frustrating things that I found with the entertainment industry and producing documentaries specifically is that you can just you can work on a project for like six years before it ever sees the light of day. And and the development cycle on entertainment properties can can last years and years. Yeah. And years and it just was frustrating to me that you know I couldn't just make something and put it out and and so uh, with with pair of thieves one of the things I wanted to do was kind of like what's a business that I could start where I didn't need to raise any capital for I didn't need to have any investors I was kind of tired of having a board of investors and needing to answer to people and so socks were something that I could be reasonably 
reasonably passionate about. And at the time, you know, all the men's dress socks were these like really thin nylon socks. I called them like drunk socks because they would like lose their elasticity and they would they fall down. down. Yeah, it's the worst. The worst feeling ever. <laughs> and so I hated drunk socks and I wanted to make a better one. I wanted to combine like a performance sock with a casual designer uh, wear sock. And, um, and, and that's how it started. I, I, I never do anything alone. So I partner up with people that are a lot smarter than me. And uh, so I partnered up with a kid I went to high school with, who's a really great designer, uh, graphic designer. And then we brought in a kid that went to UCLA who understood manufacturing and supply chain and operations. And the three of us ran Pair of Thieves for the first few years. Target was the first retailer we spoke to about it in 2013. You know, timing is so important. Like, I wish you could pick you know, having great timing over a great idea. Like every, I would pick great timing all day long. And so when we pitched Target, the buyer was like, this is exactly what we've been mandated to find. Let me give you a test run. We're like, oh shit, now we got to figure out how we're going to actually go make all this stuff. And uh, <laughs> Selling and the idea is one yes. thing, but actually making it right. is a whole other thing. And uh, we were able to execute it. And so fortunately, that first test run went great. And so we started with socks. And, and today we make you know underwear, undershirts, we're a complete basics brand. So underwear, undershirts, and socks. Um, team is growing. We still haven't raised a dime. And uh, it's going great. Wow. Let's take a quick break. Guys, I don't know how many times I got to tell you about Skillshare, but I got to tell you again. Skillshare, if you're not using Skillshare, what are you doing living in 2019? Why aren't you interested in learning new skills? What's going on with you? For those of you that are interested, Skillshare is an online learning community for creators with more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more. You'll discover countless ways to fuel curiosity, creativity, and stuff for your career path. Let's talk about how I got creative with Skillshare, Michael Bostick. So, so many DMs about how I create my Instagram story videos. I also add them to Snapchat. And this is all thanks to Skillshare. Taylor, our producer, actually went on and taught himself and taught me how to create these videos. So now every single time I want to distribute my content, I have these beautiful, lovely to look at Instagram stories. You can take classes on social media marketing, mobile photography, creative writing and illustration, so much more. Listen to a podcast, podcast editing, distribution, all of that. We have used this platform for a very long time to learn a number of skills and we encourage everybody on our team to do so as well because what's wrong with adding another skill to the arsenal of the ones you already have? You know, there's really no excuse to. I've, you know, heard a lot of people say, "Oh, I don't have the time or I don't have the resources." With Skillshare, you can do it whenever you want. You can do it in Ben at 12 o'clock at night. I know I used to bartend, come home and work on my skills at 12 o'clock. Anyone can do it. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're making time as an excuse, Skillshare will save you time. You don't have to drive anywhere and you can use it as a resource. We're living in a fast paced digital world where adding skills to your repertoire can only help stop wasting all that money on all those expensive tuition fees and join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right, Skillshare is offering the Skinny Confidential, him and her listeners, two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash TSC. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash TSC to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash TSC. I mean, not having to answer, having run companies, like that is the, that's the key. 
is yes. not having to answer. But yes. Jessica just pulled out Honest Beauty lipstick. I want to know what color it is. Oh, this one is blood orange. Blood orange, and uh-huh. it's so pretty. Thank you. And I just told her earlier that I was wearing her magic bomb right now. Can you give the audience a couple tips on how to use the magic bond? Just going yeah. off on a on a beauty tangent for one second. Yeah, um, I, I love specifics on beauty. Cash is I I even put a magic bomb on Cash when he has uh, his dry lips. Oh, I'm gonna um, do that when you're asleep. And <laughs> when we're in the car, and I'm like, babe, it's looking a little, <laughs> a little crusty, <laughs> a little crusty over there. Um, yeah, so this is a, a great balm. It's uh, something you can put on your lips. You can put on your dry cuticles. I put it on the high points of my cheeks, down the bridge of my nose. I put it on my girls as well. Um, it's just like a great everything balm, and and you just keep it. It's nice in in your purse. It kind of fits in in any pocket in any purse. And, uh, and you're good to go. Yeah, guys, this is one of my favorites. You have to check it out. It's called Magic Bomb. Yeah, it's really, really good. Really great. I want to get into the detergent story. Okay. And how you were allergic to detergent. Can you tell the audience a little bit about that and how that was? I, I feel like you were, um, that's sort of the basis of the idea of Honest, right? Yeah. So I had pretty much kicked a lot of my asthma and allergy related problems by the time I was 12 or 13. I dramatically changed the way that I ate, and also because I was financially independent, because uh, I was working full time, working as an actress at that time. Um, I can then choose what I wanted to bring in my zone, and so basically anything that had a strong scent, I didn't use. So I would buy alternative, you know, cleaning products, personal care products, all of that. And, and then I, I became a vegan for a few years, cut out dairy. My health changed dramatically. And then from then on, like I just didn't even really remember having asthma attacks like all the time, like I did when I was a kid until I was pregnant. And when I was pregnant, I asked my mom, you know, as you do, what should I use? Like, I'm so confused. Like, can I just wash? I got all these clothes from my baby shower and I was like, can I just wash this and the the whatever detergent that I use. And she was like, um, it was fragrance free and you know, all the things. And she was like, um, no, you have to use this other one that's for babies. And I'm like, oh, okay, why? And she's like, cause it makes the baby's clothes soft. Baby's clothes need to be soft. And I was like, okay. So I used it and uh, the detergent got on my hands and I got a rash where the detergent was on my hands. And as I was folding the laundry, I had like this prickly, red, itchy rash and I was sneezing a lot. And I was like, mom, there's no way this is safe for babies. Like I'm allergic to this. And she's like, well, that's the detergent that I used on you when you were a baby and you were fine. And I'm like, no, I wasn't. I was actually really sick. <laughs> but and she's like, you're just, I'm like, this is crazy. Like you're making me sick. Like how could, how dare you recommend this? And she was like, you're hysterical, you're hormonal. And I'm hanging up until you're ready to be nice to me. And I was like, I'm going to Google what's in this stuff. So then I went and I Googled uh, what could be in this thing that I could have had this reaction to. And it was the first time I really looked at ingredients and the correlation that certain ingredients can have on your health. Detergent that my mom used on me very well could have been a totally different detergent because companies can change their ingredients. They don't have to say, hey, this is a totally different thing. Uh, It's all under the same brand. So you assume you're getting the same thing. But to cut costs 
and to improve your margin, a lot of companies use more synthetic um, and cheaper ingredients to get their formulas down to a cheaper price. We so, gotta check our detergent. Oh. But but that's in that's in everything, right? That's in beauty products. It's in personal care products. It's in cleaning products. Even on I was like did this research and I found this website called Healthy Child Healthy World. And so I was then like, oh, what do I buy? I was like learning all this stuff, right? Parabens and phthalates and synthetic fragrances and how it like messes up the way that your body develops. And Words you don't even know. Exist. Yeah. I mean, it was I like, and I was like telling Cash every day about all this stuff, and I would just throw out like all his stuff, and he would be like, "What are you doing? Like, that's my soap." And I'm like, "But it's so bad." And yeah, like, your Windex has got to go. <laughs> and we, I, like, we don't know. I don't know. This so I, was... I just like threw out everything in the house, and then I started making stuff with like vinegar and like baking soda. And Cash is like, "The house stinks. It smells <laughs> like." Like salad dressing, he's like. It smells like Easter eggs. It was just like oh. everything just stinks, and I was like, ah. So then I was like, there's got to be a brand, there's got to be a company that can do this better. And as I was doing research, it was like, yeah, one company does the detergent really well. This other company does this one shampoo very well. This one, other one does this one thing. But there wasn't one company that was like transparent about the ingredients that actually worked and was effective. Because often when you're getting a natural alternative or a better for you product, it didn't work. And I was like, uh, or it didn't work as well. We've experienced that well. in the deodorant department with Lauren when she switches over to those natural ones. I've been struggling. Yikes. If anybody out there knows, so I'm going on a tangent here, but no, it's we've, we've experienced you those guys, things. When you make deodorant, that also smells like yeah. Easter eggs. Sometimes. <laughs> but you got But you have to give yourself also like a solid month for your body to change over. It's been a solid five years <laughs> that you've Keep been on up. the natural. One more month. One more month. By the way, I have I have a few that I can give you, but. But you're gonna be wet under the arms. That's just what you're. What's gonna happen? But you don't need to smell funky. So I can I can help you out in that. I don't area. mind being wet under the arms. But just just clean up some of the smell though. <laughs> yeah. If I'm being if I'm being honest, if I can vent you for a minute. Yeah, I hear like you. It. Nobody yeah. wants to be funky. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> well, you know, we. It, it's interesting with the natural products we have in that gift box in front of you there's an there's an all natural personal lubricant in there cash you can check that out later um but like we, we created this product but <laughs> okay. it, it's a more premium expensive product and when i was going through the process like why are these ingredients cost more even though they're natural and yeah. basically got back it's because not many companies use natural ingredients so they're not as in abundance so it's harder right. to create products around them so when you source the raw material mm -hmm. Uh, maybe there's like three companies that are using it yep. versus there's a hundred companies. So you have the scale to make things cheaper for the more synthetic ingredients. Um, but yeah, but the more people, it's similar to like the organic food movement, the more distribution and the more, I guess, the consumer wants it, the more affordable it becomes. So it was also my mission. Like I know that my products, when we build them, uh, they're going to be more expensive to make. But I still need to have a healthy margin profile to have a sustainable business, sure. right? And so, but I, I can't have it so expensive that people can't afford it. So I'm priced within reach. And even like our diapers and wipes. So we have a diapers and wipes bundle that you can get uh, at honest.com. And if you price compare going to your CVS, Walgreens, Target with other uh, diaper brands and diapers and wipes, the same amount, it's, we're, we're priced the same, but you don't have to leave your door and we're the most natural disposable diaper on the market and we really work and uh, we have cute designs.
So early days when you were trying to source all these ingredients, was it difficult? Because honestly, well, it's been established for a long there's, time. There's uh, two ways to manufacture. One is you partner with a manufacturing partner, mm -hmm. and they are in lockstep with you, with your regulatory team, to go and find those raw materials in bulk at the best price. The other one is if you develop in-house, which we have two labs in-house, and we develop our formulas in-house, and then we go and just directly source those raw materials because we know what we need, and then we send the bulk of those raw materials to the manufacturing partner that we've picked to actually assemble the product. And then we have our chemists go and oversee the process of even mixing this and that because the process of mixing and heating things and all of that that's where things could also fall apart yeah and it changes so, the formula sometimes right or it changes the exactly. way the ingredients are labeled yeah, yeah. well it changes the, the stability of the formula it could um and then you need to put it in your package and then you need to do stability testing so i've learned the hard way <laughs> i want to i want to uh, talk about that like nitty-gritty like uh, how <laughs> i want to go into the nitty-gritty with both your companies when you guys have your ideas how quickly do they come to fruition is it does it take a while like did it take two years is it a year did you, did you both have an idea and know you were looking for a business plan like was it or was it something that you just sort of like fell into and decided oh I'm going to transfer from acting into business or was it like a conscious decision it was very conscious and it was impossible it took right? a long time it took a long it took three years mm -hmm. wow for yeah. both three years both companies yeah about yeah. So exactly. you had the idea, and then it took three years to before we had products it's crazy made how long it takes and we to were develop able to. Product. Yeah, it does. Wow. It um, well, and yeah. even now with with a business with a full product development team and a design team and all of the resources you need, we still spend about a year and a half on every new product we release. And I think a lot of that is because you're trying to solve a problem. You're not just creating product for the sake of creating product. And so when you're trying to improve something or change the way something is done, I think that by, you know, just naturally, it's going to take a little bit longer. You're both not just slapping a label on something. It's not white labeled. You're creating it yourself, which right. is probably why it took so long. Exactly. So why you're both developing these products, were you guys acting simultaneously or was it separate? Well, he, he's never been an actor. Oh, I thought you were in the Fantastic Four. No, mm. I haven't no, seen it. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were in it. No, 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 no. I've never been an actor. Oh, no acting. For no me. acting at no. all. No, no, never. I would be terrible. No. Really? Yeah. <laughs> His dad was an actor. My dad was. Or my is dad an, is an actor. He is an active actor. And he was a yeah He's exactly. My dad is an actor, and he was a basketball player at UCLA. Wow. And um, um, that taught me a lot. I wanted to be behind the camera. I wanted to be on more on the business side of of entertainment initially. I wanted to be a producer. Um, I just looked at that as like a career path that actually had longevity. When I was growing up, my dad was on a really big hit show in the '80s and early '90s, and then. You know, when, when that went away, I saw his career kind of taper off a bit and I realized how hard it must be to just to grow old in that business. And so for me, it was always like, I want something a little bit more stable and I'm a bit more conservative, I guess. What a fantastic partner though for you, for what you do to have, he saw his dad. And so he it was able, I'm, I'm guessing to help you as a teammate transition from acting to business. Yeah. I mean, I think What's nice about having a partner that understands the business but isn't competitive with you in the business um, is that you he, he understands what it takes to do it. Because, like, I'm working 16 hours a day. It's, like, it's not glamorous. It's, it's like, pretty intense. And um, 
and you are on all the time because everyone's so sensitive to the people who are in front of the camera. So every interaction you have with everyone from the people who are in transpo to the office staff, to the camera folks, to the catering and crap, like everyone's so sensitive to you that you always have to be this person. And Although the on. one part of the business that I would say that I don't fully understand is that there's no way hooking up with someone else is not fun. Like, and so she's always like, oh, there's so many people oh around. There's a director there. There's, I'm like, there's, but you're still having fun. That dude's a mm. stud. Like, there's no way you're not going <laughs> to like hooking up with him. She's like, oh, it was gross. That I'm like, true. no way. It's disgusting. I would be an actor just to have that in that moment. I guess right? it's the difference between uh, me and you. <laughs> Men and women. Women. It's just like it's disgusting most of the time because they're <laughs> usually a stranger and no. you're just like, oh, my God. Even so, more fun. No way. Oh. No, no strings attached. Well, right. I guess besides like a, a massive contract. That sounds like your I mean, I think Pierce Brosnan and Bruce Willis are very attractive gentlemen. Yes. yes. But like, you know, that's like weird. It's weird. Well, that one may have been a little weird, but Two? Like, or those both of those may have been. So, what are you talking about? I don't know. Just I mean, he's just—it's like so aggressive. So, <laughs> obviously, awesome. well, it's interesting to talk about because I think, like, from our, like, from, I think, like, that sounds pretty good. It's, I mean, I'm a straight man, but Pierce Bronson, Bruce Willis, like, huh, could maybe be worse. It could yeah. be cool. It's not. It's just all. It's just not when you're choosing to want to be with someone in that way and be and it's very intimate like like you're breathing on someone and and it's like it's I see what all you're saying. there and you know you're smelling the skin and it's like there you want to choose who you're doing that with and you got to really kind of like pretend I would have what to have a, a those, shot of tequila. In those situations. I, I do have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I have to and I'm, 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 I'm going to say I'm unprofessional 100% because I feel like really good <laughs> entertainment. Have you ever heard Howard Stern talk about this? It, have you ever heard him talk about, like, se- when he did his movie Private Parts of Return, like, sex scenes? He was saying he was all riled up, turned on, like, fully fully in and um, Howard, Howard was. Okay. And he was saying, like, I don't understand how male actors don't, how this doesn't happen. I mean, what do you. I don't know how. What are you supposed to do if you're with, you know, one of the most beautiful women on the planet, and you're, and you're in, in these type of scenes? How do you? You have to just disconnect well, first, completely, but also be all, in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're also like doing it for sixteen hours, fifteen hours. That's how long those scenes take. Yeah. Oh man. Because you're shooting. Sometimes it's days. I'm not that much of a man. I don't. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, hours. <laughs> but it's like days and days of the same thing, and you have to recreate that moment every time, and recreate the the peak of your intimacy and what that that thing that they want to capture, and they need it from this angle and that angle and this angle and this angle and that, angle, and it just like. I don't feel bad for you. It's anyway. I'm just saying. Sixteen hours is a long day, though. That is. That and, is. You know, where you know, I have breaks. empathy for you with with everyone in your face, probably the makeup artist and the hair oh, yeah, and the, the touching and the. Ca- by the, the way, everyone's right here. Yeah, that's a lot. Nothing about it is it's, it's a, not, alone really in a no. I mean, it's just come on. I know it's not intimate. I'm not saying it's intimate. Having people in your fun. energy space. Yes. You know, in your bubble. Yes. What was um? This while we're here. What, <laughs> what is your favorite part of about acting and what is your least favorite part? Maybe we've already just touched on the least favorite. What's like when you 
you, you know, become such an entrepreneur and, bi- and business mogul. But when you think about acting, like what really sparks joy here? <laughs> <laughs> I would say the vulnerability of not knowing. I, I love to control uh, the outcome. I'm a goal-oriented person, and I uh, probably micromanage a lot in my life. And so it's kind of the only time I'm forced to not be me. And I get to just be vulnerable and be open and uh, and be free. What is my least favorite part of it is probably it's still a pretty sexist industry and it's still pretty racist and um and you feel that and people just can't get over the hurdle that like the world is diverse Mm -hmm. and women are intelligent and they're not just this thing and to be and we're not just things that you can like put in this one bucket or see this one way and we're allowed we're allowed to be more than that. And that's still like such a huge struggle and fight. And they feel like if they have one person of color, then they've done, they've like checked it off. But you're like, but it it should be like, you shouldn't even put a label on someone needing to be this color. It should just be best person for the job, period, done. I think being being married to an actor (laughs) and seeing kind of, for me, what one of the most frustrating things for for her would be that, like she said, she loves to, you know, manage her outcomes. She's goal oriented and she likes to, you know, control situations. But in acting, when you're filming a movie, you're so far removed from what that final product is going to actually look like and feel like and be. It all depends on, you know, that that part is made in the edit room. And so um, not knowing what the outcome is going to be, not knowing if they're going to take your best take or they're going to use your best take in the actual film or because is that sound, whole scene you know, going to end better up on the, the other floor. Yeah. Um, and, and so just the, the, the surprise, you know, isn't always good when you go actually watch that final cut and you're like, damn, I thought, you know, they, they didn't use my best takes there. They didn't or they cut me into a, a character that I, I didn't think I was playing. Um, I think that that can probably be extremely frustrating. Yeah, it is. <laughs> How different is being a business owner from acting? I mean, I couldn't be more different. What's harder? Business, 100%. Because it's like your your child. It's also like your identity. And um, and I care about it so deeply. I care about the people I care that are that are actually helping bring this dream to life every day, and putting in their sweat, uh, and their and their creativity and everything else that you put into building something. I care so much about the consumer, and them bringing us into their home. And you can't control, you know, things. There's things are just going to happen on both sides, you know. Um, and, and I just, I really do have the best of intentions and sometimes you don't always have everything going exactly how you want it to go. And, uh, and then also being able to set the vision to stay aspirational and keep and progressive and moving things forward because, you know, the companies that are out there dominating the beauty industry, the personal care industry and, um, consumer products, uh, packaged goods in general, a lot of those businesses have been around for hundreds of years. And it's like there there's room for a little disruptive company to come in and do something different. They'll still dominate, but maybe we can influence their practices in a positive way. Quick break here. 
Guys, do you like saving money? Here's the deal. My assistant, Emily, told me about this plugin called Honey. So the reality is, if you're not shopping around, you're probably not saving money. So what if there was a way for somebody to do the shopping around for you? That's exactly what Honey does. Honey is a free tool that you download on your computer's browser. It's so easy to download. So while you shop online, Honey scans the internet for coupon codes and other discounts. Then it automatically, and this is so important because, you know, you forget to apply a coupon code. It automatically applies the coupon with the biggest savings to your cart at checkout. It's, it's honestly like magic. It's like a magic wand just comes over your checkout situation. And it works on on all the major sites, over 20,000 sites like Amazon, Nordstrom, J.Crew, Nike, Best Buy, so probably all the sites that you're already shopping on anyway. It takes literally zero effort to install, just two clicks, you're ready to start saving anytime you shop online. Again, this has to do with time. You're buying things quickly, you're checking out, you don't have time to apply coupon codes, just install Honey. It's an amazing free tool. You download it so quickly, zero effort to install. Take my word for it and all my friends and the whole TSD team because we all have it on our laptops. Look, there's really no reason not to use Honey. It's free to use and easy to install on your computer in just two clicks. Don't take it from me. Take it from our listeners. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com skinny. That's joinhoney.com skinny. Honey, the smart shopping assistant that saves you time and money. How efficient. You guys are both entrepreneurs. We talk about this from our perspective a lot on the show. But in my opinion, entrepreneurship is extremely glamorized especially in the 2019 world. And I think a lot of people think it's a lot easier than it is. And it's a lot, and it's, it's a happy life. As somebody who's, <laughs> as to, speaking personally, it's pretty much, I wake up every day, I'm like, okay, what kind of fire or problem am I going to have to deal with today? Like, it's pretty much 90% of my day. You don't wake just... up in, at three or four o'clock <laughs> and have that two hour, like writing down everything that's running through your three head. Three in the morning, she's saying, yeah. Yeah, but no. We, yeah, no. Well, I was saying it's like it's so glamorized. There's a lot of young people that say, "Okay, I'm creating. Now I'm going to run a business," and they want to jump into. And, and I deal with that a lot in, in my role, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. What would you tell young people that are thinking about jumping into business, creating their own brand, starting a a product line, whatever it may be, about basically just covering entrepreneurship and, and talking a little bit, pulling the curtain back and talking about the difficulties? Because if someone looks at both of your lives, says, "Okay, great careers, great family." great marriage, great companies, and they don't necessarily... I want to kind of get into the struggles here a little bit. Well, I think everyone likes to look at the final product, but they don't see what what it took to get there. Mm -hmm. And I think it's always easy, like I said, to look sideways and to think like, oh, they, they look like they have... The grass is greener, right? They look like they got it all together, but you have no idea what that journey was. We were saying we work on our marriage. It's not easy to wake up next to the same person every day. But You're telling me. But we're chosen family, right? And we made a commitment. We made a commitment to our kids, to our family. We'll always be family. So we're going to, like, figure it out. Yeah. You know? And I would, and I would say, um, you know, what gets reported on, not necessarily with Honest or with, yeah, not with Honest, but you, you read a lot about those unicorn businesses. You read a lot about those companies that go out and raise a ton of money and they get valued at billions of dollars. And in two years, you know, it's worth a billion dollars. And um, it's, it's because that's what gets reported on so often. It's easy to think that if you don't do that, then you're failing. And, and what I would give, what advice I would give is slow and steady wins the race yep. and be patient with growth, you know, be patient with, 
expand team expansion, you know, be patient with it. If you look at those legacy businesses like Jessica was referring to a minute ago in 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 the beauty or CPG world, and the years fact and that they years took years. them decades and, you know, to half get their a supply century. chain and operations and their consumer insights and distribution. I mean, it takes time for all of that stuff doesn't happen overnight. And so, to yeah, to not be dissuaded by that and to, to be patient with it and yeah. to, you know, really and be profitable. If you can, if at your like jump off, if you can be figure out how to be profitable from day one then you'll always be able to control your own destiny. And that's something I've always admired about what Cash built from day one. He was profitable, and they've always been able to really just kind of like sit in the driver's seat, and they're comfortable with slowing down the growth in order to build their internal um, infrastructure, right? Um, And then they can ramp up the growth again because they know how to do that. But that's so nice. What a luxury to be able to do that. I think my advice for entrepreneurs, I think they need grit and humility. I agree. How have you guys both leveraged social media and, and maybe influencers with both your companies? Is there is there something that you, you know, is it press box? Is it influencer marketing? What have you guys done with social media? A great, well, I am a great, wearing your underpants. Yeah, I a great V-Day that. surprise. I love that. You yes, had the best V-Day yes. surprise with the cookie and the socks and yes. the balloon. Yes, I, lo- I love engaging with influencers. And, and you know, um, as one of the things that I always try to do is I, I try to find the, the, the partnerships or the relationships that, that aren't just purely on the surface. And I look for people that actually really respond to the product. And, and, and those are the people that I choose to engage with. You know, I never ask for people to post unless it's something that you feel compelled to do. Um, we don't do. We don't do any paid, you know, uh, influencer stuff and so it's really it's really up to them if they want to post and i think that because of that there's an authenticity behind it that there's a real you know appreciation of of whether it's a gift i've sent them or or that we've sent them or uh products that they've bought that they love um and that's what compels them to post so for us it's been really organic and um and fruitful yeah and cash does have the benefit of being really close friends with lots of very big influencers and having genuine relationships with them. So not everyone can use that strategy. I didn't grow up in LA and I don't have those same types of relationships with tight, you know, relationships like he has uh, with folks. But I too reach out to my homegirls and my friends. And I just like, when I'm, I'm excited about a new product, I want them to have it, and um, and I want I want it to be like an unboxing, like a like a present, and so that's kind of how I think about it with with my friends, uh, and that's that's sort of like that that high end sort of like influencer vibe, um, and they're really just women that I respect, and that uh, and we have like we go to dinner and we like hang out like we're we're actual friends. And so we lean on our friendships, um, but uh, mine aren't as as um, the kids are like the biggest. <laughs> it was fun when <laughs> in Honest, all the land when Honest was first starting out. It was really cool because you could look at social and you could look at their Twitter feed or, or their Facebook page, and we would know you know four or five months before somebody announced that they were pregnant because they would start following Honest. 
on Twitter or they would start oh, following yeah. Oh my God, that's and so hysterical. And so we were like, I bet you this person's going to, you know, yeah. pregnant. It's and true. so it gave Jessica, I guess it gave them a little bit of an, uh, a leg up where they could then start engaging with those influencers early enough in the Smart. process where where it was genuine and it was real. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, then, was... then, yeah, the micro influencer strategy is really around, you know, honing in on the things that matter to the person and then aligning our brand with people who care about those values. And, you know, it's, it's family, it's safety, it's clean, it's transparency, it's honesty, health and wellness. So those pillars, if those matter to you, um, you're usually part of our like tribe. And then we just want to delight you. And if, ours is junk comfort. So if you care about junk comfort, then I like we care I really about align you. with that yeah. mission, you know? <laughs> if our audience was to start with, a, and I know this is going to be hard, with one of your products, what would you tell them each to start with? Like, which pair of socks would you tell them to start with? The underwear, the socks, is there a color? And let's go beauty. Which beauty product would you start with? I would say the mascara. Oh, okay. Are um, you wearing it? Because yeah. it's really pretty. Yeah. Okay. I'm wearing it. And for baby or personal care products, if, if you're going to put all of that, mush that up, um, I would say our lotion. And I, I would say uh, you should start with a pair of our Which black are- socks. Okay. I know we've been talking about socks. These, socks. The, whatever I'm wearing here, this is the brightest yes. under- underwear I've ever wear. It's, it's comfortable. I'm not kidding. We have, uh, they're very comfortable. The yeah. super fit underwear they're cool yeah. breeze as well um that th- that fabric is like air conditioning for your junk and so we really do uh that is our hero product that's our our best seller that builds loyalty our blackout whiteout program is just our multi-pack of black and white socks which by far the best sellers we have a give back component associated with that program and so we've donated close to five million pairs of socks in the last two years wow. to the homeless wow and they're exceptionally comfortable they're really functional and they're just generic black you know they're, they're not generic but they're, they're black elevated and white. black they're basic and, they're and so i think that you know prints and patterns aren't for everybody and so you know we do offer just those core colors and so i would probably it's kind of like our gateway drug i would say okay with everything going on businesses kids a lot of kids we talk about that a lot a of bit. so many kids a lot of kids <laughs> um all the things going on and i know now you're in a you're doing another show how do you what do you do to find time for health and wellness and, and staying in shape? Yeah, we have to talk about your health and fitness. Because you guys are both Be well in, by in Kelly. Like, we got to talk about that because our audience definitely wants to hear how you guys stay in great shape. No more kids, though. I'm yeah. giving free vasectomies on Father's Day if anybody wants to come. You, by free the way, you need to give yourself a free vasectomy. <laughs> I've been trying to get him to get that one for a while. Gotta be sure though. My dad, my dad, my mom made my dad get one, and then reverse she decided it. reverse, and then had to get it again. Oh, and no. he was pissed. Yeah, oh, understandably. No. Your poor dad. <laughs> no, no. He's gotta be sure. Health and wellness. Very, Go for I'm it, very babe. sure about that one. Um, health and wellness. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I've known uh, Kelly Levesque for a while. Um, I was feeling overtired, um, stressed out. Um, I couldn't like shed that like 10 pounds thing. Everything just wasn't fitting right. Um, but I wasn't like eating a lot. And so I didn't understand what was going on. And she just educated me on like healthy fats and whole foods and having as much plant-based as possible and don't mix your carbs and your proteins and keep your sugars also isolated. And she just like taught me how to combine food and then start your day with this 
kind of thing. And then you're allowed caffeine. But if you, I was like easily doing eight shots of espresso a day. Damn. You know? Wow. It's pretty intense. And she was oh, wow. like, you know, and I was still tired. And she was like, your adrenals are spent. And, you know, she was like teaching me all this stuff that I, I was like, what's happening? Um, and she just like, just helped me kind of figure out slow steps, like how to, how to take my food and how that is your fuel and to be very considerate about that instead of just um, not thinking about it and it just being kind of like it's just there. So just being thoughtful. Um, and then the other thing, and she, she has a book called Be Well by Kelly, or Be Well, but um, yeah. Body Book. She's, she's been on here a body couple love. times. Yeah. We love Kelly. She's great. Um, Hi, and Kelly. she has in her like mm-hmm. shake in the morning, you know, just like just educating me. Also, like I thought I had to, to have like a no fat. Diet. She's like, do you know everything that's no fat and so much sugar and is so processed and da 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 da. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> and it just changed my whole thing. Um, so right now I'm doing vegan for breakfast all the way basically up until dinner. What's in your Fab smoothie? Yeah, is it Fab Four? Yeah. Fab so four. I'm not doing protein in it. I'm doing it's pear, lemon, apple, cucumber, celery blueberries, uh, ginger, turmeric, um, kale, and spinach. Oh, my you know God. What? How do you remember that? You know what? But, gotta... it's, but it's it's buying all the produce. And just having it on hand to grab. And rinsing it, cutting it, and doing um, Ziploc bags for each day. Oh, that's so and smart. And you're just throwing the whole thing that in the That is genius. Pears don't get enough love. I've just pears don't get enough love. Do you know what? There's nothing Our better than a loves, solid pear. Our son loves pears. A good pear in season. Yes. Yeah. Hayes and then they're but like an pears. overripe pear is awful. No, it's like a rock. Oh, yeah. Or the squishy, Don't give him too like many pears, pears though, because you never know. You don't want another poop story. Oh, he... oh is that what it's from? <laughs> Maybe. It could I be. Wow. Maybe boy. it's the pears. That boy. He I there were whole blueberries in that poo. I was so mad. I was so mad about it. I'm not a good, like, I can't get down with that. Like I can change a diaper, but when it's like in the tub. Yeah, it's I difficult. Just, it's so awful. Right. It's like when they throw up on me. Oh. Like every time I'm like, oh God, I can't. Oh, Michael. My friend's girlfriend just came to his house and the dog, oh no, my friend's girlfriend's dog came to his house and he has a Roomba and the dog shit on the floor and then they left and the Roomba went around and spread it no. over the place. That sounds like oh. my nightmare. I was like, that, oh, that, God. that'd be it. Be done. Oh. By Roomba or by dog? Which yeah. one? No, by Roomba, right? Well, now Roomba's Goodbye. never going to sponsor this no, show. No, never, never, never. Cash, what about your diet, exercise, wellness? Mm, I don't really, you know, I, I, I don't you like You were work. working out I for was. a while. You're like, really Michael, like you're just it. natural. You, Michael works out once and he, this is his weight. Yeah, you look great. Thank you. <laughs> works yeah, out I once. I'm not a huge fan of working out. Um, but I, we need to get back into it. I would like to we get back both, into We it. both need to start doing it again. I just, I couldn't fit it into my schedule when I was doing the show. It was just way too hard. And then I got sick. And so I was like, every excuse, I need to work out every day. I feel better. You do too. Yeah. I have to do it to just level set. We just need, we would feel better. I was a real like grump this last couple of weeks. She, she, I got in trouble. Because I call him cantankerous. I, Cause I was, I let it go and then I, it just built up. Yeah. So yes. You gotta work out. I have to, yeah. to do something. It's just a, not even so much for takes the, the fitness. Edge off. Yeah. It just takes, I'm too much as it is. Like I'm pretty calm right now. Haven't had a lot, but it's, I think it's cause I got up and did it. But if I don't, I'm like, Ugh. wired. Yeah. What is yeah. a book, a resource or a podcast that you would recommend to our audience? audience what is your audience prime what's the demographic like what are their millennial 
Probably. But millennial, okay. uh, usually it's, I, I Young would Young hustlers wanting, hustlers. looking to keep oh, okay. improving, doing different things, pushing the boundaries. Okay. They're very curious. Very curious. American Greed. Oh, what's that? It's, it's loves, a terrible show that that's show. on like so CNBC annoying. or something, but it just shows you like all the really smart people out there that just decided to push do it too it, far. To push it too far. Oh, I want to watch that. That sounds they, really good. Where if they just would have kept it legit, they probably would have been just as successful, but they decided to cut some corners and break some laws and they got caught. And I just love that because it just there is no shortcut, right? And so And it's the same smart people that could have built something amazing. Yeah. And if they only just had integrity, they could have actually done something positive and and maybe even changed the world in in their own little way. Because I'm big on not being jealous of other people's success. And I think that the only thing that would drive you to really to commit fraud or to commit those kind of crimes is like some, somebody who's trying to get there quicker. And I think that if you're just patient with it and you're on your path, it, you'll find your pot of gold, so to speak. So You're a pretty confident American dude. American greed. Yeah, you are. American you are. Greed. Thank you're a pretty you. confident guy. I mean, walk but, up to Jessica Alba. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just, I think it's cool, man. <laughs> Thank you. But he's you. not a, but he doesn't have like a ego. Like he's No, a, it's warm. He's it's, like it's, a hugger. Yeah, it's warm. What do they say about compelling people? They say they have strength and warmth. Strength and warmth. Oh. So warmth meaning, like the way they define it is warmth meaning that uh, you do things, but not just for the benefit of yourself, but for the benefit of others. And strength meaning that when if you say you're going to do something, the people actually believe that not only will you do, do it, but you have the ability to so do it. So you're going to change diapers because like you that. said in but this podcast say, that you were going to change all the diapers. But they say most people either Sweet. have one or the other, and it's rare to have both. Oh, that's okay. cool. Okay. Your um, recommendation. Yes, yes, yes. There's yes. a TED Talk series called uh, by Adam Grant called Work Life. Okay. It's Work Life by Adam Grant. That's great. And he's an organizational psychologist. So he basically goes into many different organizations and he gets up underneath the psychology of how it operates and what works and what doesn't and hmm. outliers. And it's just like, it's really interesting um, because yeah. then you can kind of understand where you fit in the context of your organization, whether you're building something and you're at a startup or whether you're inside of someone else's uh, in an organization, company, whatever. So I really I think that one's a really good one. Ray Dalio's TED Talk. Ray, you, Ray I've only heard Ray Dalio on uh, Tony Robbins. I got to listen to his TED his Talk. TED Talk his is book. incredible. Was his book this is what, like the radical trend. I don't know if it was called it's Radical Principles. 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 Did, did, I love him. Did Adam Grant I write that book, The Originals? Incredible. Did he write that book? Am I thinking of somebody different? He probably did. He co-writes with a lot of folks. Pimp Yourself Out. Um, for the four people yeah. that don't know where you are, <laughs> yeah, who you for are. for the four people. <laughs> oh, uh, like socials? Yeah, give us all your socials. Oh, okay. It's just my name. Jessica, Jessica Alba. Alba. And then at Honest, right? Her name yeah. is Jessica Warren, just so we're clear. Yeah, my, my my real name is Jessica Warren because it's like, it's nice that I can have something that's private with yeah. just like my family and we can have all the same last name. Well, Je the same at thing Jessica Alba. Yeah, at Jessica Alba on, on Instagram, on uh, Facebook and Twitter, and then um, at Honest Beauty. Honest underscore beauty. And then if you have a babe or you're thinking of having a family, at Honest. There it is. At Cash Warren. I, uh, I think there's an underscore in there. There is. Um, there is. At Cash And he has a good Spotify. Warren. As well. Um, and then. Um, Mine might be better. But... And at Pair of Thieves. I love it. Yeah. Very cute. Thank, Thank you guys, guys for, for doing this. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you for yeah. having us. This is incredible. Really cool. 
What a fun episode. If you guys want to win a pink glittery TSC pop socket, leave your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at the skinny confidential and the TSC team will drop into your DMS and send you one. We'll pick a bunch of you this time. Hope you guys love this episode and it brought you tons of value. And with that, we will see you next Tuesday. This episode was brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is your one-stop shop for high-end, high-quality, and highly discounted groceries, supplements, beauty products, household supplies. Thrive Market guarantees its customers 25 to 50% below retail on all items because it cuts out the middleman. Go to thrivemarket.com skinny for 25% off your first order and free shipping. Again, that's thrivemarket.com skinny for 25% off your first order and free shipping. And when you do that, you'll also be taking Lauren's page so you see everything she just talked about. 